Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. back my friends to the podcast that never ends yes folks this is the blue day podcast and for chelsea fans everywhere every day is a blue day i am your host keith lawrence and this summer the blue day podcast has been touring across the globe speaking to different chelsea supporters clubs and this week we are speaking to the norway supporters club here is the chairman of the group canute welcome to the blue day podcast how are we sir i mean i'm good good thank you i'm honored to be on no, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much for coming on. It's nice to sort of speak to different Chelsea supporters clubs from across the world. I know we've had a few already, being from Atlanta or Doha, so it's nice to have you guys on. And it's even better the fact that Norway is actually one of the most popular countries the podcast is actually downloaded on. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we love podcasts, we really do. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really enjoyed one on the nineteen sixties, and that's uh, that's a great uh, season. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk. We are going to talk about obviously your memories of being a Chelsea supporter as well. So we, we might even brush on to the nineties. But yeah, <laughs> before before we do talk about the supporters club, when did you start following Chelsea? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, in Norway. We had like the different generations, and I'm, I'm supposed I'm the Tory under flow generation. So ninety seven is for me. I've been trying to pin it down to an exact game, but I couldn't. It's, I think it's uh, the fourth season of '97. Uh, yeah. So uh, since then, it's been uh, it's been Chelsea. Yeah. And just to sort of on the side to note, you talk about Tori Andre Flo. What for those that perhaps obviously didn't see him play live, and just sort of remember him as <laughs> oh a player from the '90s or someone who was behind the scenes at Chelsea. What kind of a, a a hero was he to the people of Norway? Because he's got a massive stature at that country, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. Because uh, you know, Norway we're a, we're not a big footballing nation, but we've we've actually never lost to Brazil. And um, <laughs> uh, during his uh, playing days, we we beat him two times, and one was in the World Cup. So he scored the winning goal, and the I think it was, uh, I don't remember, I think it was uh, friendly before that where he scored a couple of goals as well. So, yeah, he, he was a great player. Uh, and obviously, if you watch 
old YouTube clips of him. Uh, for, I think he had 50 goals for Chelsea. He seems like the best finisher around because all, <laughs> all those highlight reels, you know, they just have the, the good moments. But he was, he was one of those strange players who's extremely tall, but still very technical. Um, but uh, yeah, we loved him. We really did. <laughs> I still remember his goals against Barcelona and the, you know, it was mm. just a... a a phenomenal striker and it was it was a shame obviously when he left in 2000 but sort of can it, back to obviously your memories of supporting Chelsea what would be your number one moment as a Chelsea fan oh wow uh <laughs> I mean I think the you know obviously the first uh Champions League was uh was big I mean you can't forget about that uh it was just pure euphoria Winning that uh, trophy, that was so strange because uh, obviously we've been close a lot of times. Uh, Barcelona has beaten us too a few times, uh, but when that happened, it, it was it wasn't really. It did, we didn't feel like we had the best squad. I mean, this has been said multiple times, but I mean, it didn't seem like we had the best squad. But still, we uh, we managed to win on pure mentality, I think, and obviously some genius moments. But yeah, that that was probably the best single one game I've ever seen yeah and in terms of players as well who would you say is the greatest Chelsea player you've seen whether it's live or on the screen oh yeah I've been thinking about that because whenever you talk about these kind of players you shouldn't mention somebody from the current day I believe you should be somebody who's somewhat historic but I don't want to be like you know when I saw support Chelsea there was Obviously, Solo was fantastic and everything, but for me, it's impossible to not mention uh, Eden Hassel. I mean, yes, you have John Terry, you have Frank Lampard, you have Didier Drogba, but for me, it was just what what Eden Hassel could do with the ball, and he would he would own it. I mean, he, he could change the game single-handedly. I mean, people would point out that he didn't have that much goals or that many goals as other players, but he was he was just phenomenal, and I, I think he could do things that. Other players that uh, some people would put on, like the Premier League top eleven historical thing. They, I mean, I, I think it's better than most. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I thought I think Hazard is arguably up there with the best of them. You know, people talk about Zola, and I, I'm saying Zola is one of the best of all times. Hazard, I'd say, is probably in the top five. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, would, I would say Hazard's in the top five. But okay. <laughs> in, in regards to the supporters club now, you know, how, how did it start and what was the reasonings behind the formation of this supporters group? Well, in this is, uh, it was started before I was born even. It was when, in 1981 and it was a, guy called, uh, a guy called Paul Richter who started it, I suppose, in his, uh, in his own room, I don't know. Uh, and it was just built from there. Um I, I, I suppose you couldn't call him a glory hunter when he started sporting Chelsea or making a sports club in 81. But uh, forever since, it's been just growing, I think. And uh, perhaps it had its heights around when Flo was there because obviously having a Norwegian there helps with uh, support the numbers. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we, just, we just tried to uh, create content and... Um, Stuff for for sports to do together, and uh, yeah. So with the group itself, 
was there did it take a long time for the group to grow you know was there sort of a, a clamoring for a Chelsea supporters group do you know you know and then when, when you obviously you was part of it yeah has as the numbers continue to grow since you know has it been gradually season in season out uh, actually, I think uh, around when Flo was there was uh, probably the biggest, and it's been since since then it's been around fifteen hundred, two thousand. Back then it was probably two and a half thousand. So it hasn't really grown all that much. I mean, we have a I don't know what to call it, a red plague in this country with uh, some red teams dominating when it comes to uh, getting supporters. And uh, perhaps I shouldn't say this as a supporter leader in Norway, but uh, I, I think it's very little we as a supporter club can do to affect these numbers. We, are, we always have to be out there and uh, show that we exist and have a, have great content that uh, supporters can enjoy. But I, th- I think it, it all comes down to uh, how well Chelsea do and uh, a bit of uh, chance. You know, some people, they start supporting a supporter club because of the, they just like the colours of the kits. So, but yeah, we, uh, we constantly try to uh, find out what the supporters club is supposed to be in these days because, because obviously back in the days you could do a, a magazine and write a match report uh, which wouldn't be too interesting today because the, the game would be old and people would have seen it anyway so we have to try to create content that is uh, interesting yet not uh, completely outdated when the fans get it because of that has there been any sort of drawbacks? You know, have you had any sort of issues when it came to supporters, perhaps thinking, you know, what is this supporters club going to do to become better? Have you, have you had any issues with that? Well, obviously, there's, there's always people who uh, have uh, criticism. Some of it's uh, constructive criticism and something is it's just uh, <laughs> people being unhappy. I mean... Uh, there's been different things, you know, we, we, we are, when, when people think about a board as we are, you know, uh, they think of uh, perhaps a Rolls Royce and a cigar and something like that. But we are just, uh, <laughs> we, we are just a uh, few people trying to, you know, all the resources we have are our own two hands. So whatever we get to do is what we have time to do. And obviously people are working as well. So uh, sometimes we have to make compromises, some things we can't do. And uh if it's things that have been that we perhaps have to cut out for different reasons, uh, there will be people being not happy and everything. So, uh, but you know, we try to do the best, the most, and uh, I, I think people are happy in general. But uh, you know, some people's uh, thought of something good is not necessarily the other guys' exact same thought. So yeah, we just try to make most people happy and. Uh, uh, deliver something that's uh, of value to uh, supporters. And what is your overall ambition for the group? You know, you, you've been around for a while, obviously not you personally, but the group itself, the club has, has been around. What's the overall ambition? So what would you say you'd like to see the group do or accomplish in three to five years' time? Well, the thing is, we, uh, we really want... Um... Um, as I said earlier on, I don't think we can affect the new members too much. Obviously, if there's younger members coming up, uh, growing up and seeing that as a support club, we should definitely try to uh, have them join us. But the, the thing I want to do is uh, make a product that well, that when 
people are a member of Chelsea Sports Norway that they, they think that this is a good thing. I want to stay here. So what we have been doing later, uh, lately, the, we've just uh, this season um, implemented our new membership register. I don't know quite how to uh, translate that, but it's more for a technical solution that uh, when people join us and they pay, they can stay on. <laughs> right. or, or, or what I mean is that the next season, we haven't quite uh, figured out the solution yet, but that uh, you can have like a, um, uh, no, you just take off a box and you will just be charged really for the next season. So that is a way to, I think, uh, keep the membership um, uh, numbers stable um, because uh, for, for many people, I think it's uh, it's just a matter of remembering to uh, sign up for a new season and everything. So uh, some people would like that too. So, I digress, but this is uh, but what we really want is to uh, keep the numbers stable rather than um, I, r- I would rather keep most members that we have than uh, losing quite a few and getting a lot of us, you know, because uh, I think that will be uh, as members stay on for some time, they will uh, become contributors in their own right, you know, so um, build on the culture within the sports club. So that is what I would like. And obviously, if we could have more fans, uh, Norwegian supporters join us, that would be lovely. Uh, and I think the way to do that would be, uh, being a bit more modern. We have, uh, we've been issuing a membership magazine for quite some years, but, uh, you have, you have to discuss always, is that, uh, what, uh, supporters want today? I don't think that's necessarily what a 15 year old likes, you know? So we, we would like to try to create more content you know online uh we have a great web page where with uh the guy who runs it simon he uh he will have news up there in norwegian 30 seconds after it's official on chelsea fc so uh yeah he's we try to be uh uh in the now you know but uh yeah it's, it, it, it's we only have the, the two hands we're all been, been dealt so and when it comes to Chelsea, have you had much opportunities to go to Stamford Bridge and see the boys play live? I have. Uh, I've been lucky, and it's been a quite a nice progression. Because when you're uh, when you're 15, you uh, you have this uh, traditional thing called a confirmation, and uh, you end up with a lot of gifts because I suppose you're gonna become a grown up or something, or at least you did back in the days. And my uh, my mum obviously she knew what I cared about, so she gave me uh, a ticket to. Uh, to go see Chelsea when I was 15. And this was obviously back in 2001. Um, so me and my aunt and my mother went. Uh, and uh, we were up 2-1 by half time. And uh, as uh, people have seen uh, Sunderland do a few year times after that day, <laughs> they, uh, they thrashed us in the second half and we lost 4-2. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I can translate what my mother said because she, <laughs> she obviously wanted a not-too-good team. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that I would get a win in my first game, but uh, she was uh, <clears throat> devastated that I uh, hadn't won. But I, I was super happy. You know, we we went to uh, I guess it was Harlington back then, and I got a few autographs. And yeah, I loved it. I had a great time. So yeah, um, and um, it was a loss. But you know, later on, I got to see them. I think the next game was a draw against Birmingham, which was quite boring. <laughs> but then they won against Charlton, and uh, yeah. Been, been a few times. I, I suppose my my favourite one-off games uh, seen live was um, 
during the Antonio Conte season when uh, I got to see four games, three of the 13 winning streak games. And uh, among those, the 5-0 against Everton, which was just amazing. Oh, very uh, nice. Yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> we played we played some excellent football that night against yeah. Everton. And that weren't a bad team of Everton either, but we just steamrolled them. Pedro was on fire. Moses yeah. done particularly well on that side. And just that... The whole team gelled that season. As soon as he changed to three at the back, yeah. And ironically enough, David Luiz had his best season for us that <laughs> year as well. At yeah, three at the back. It was just superb. But yeah, you talk about the two thousand, two thousand and one sort of time. Yeah, Chelsea was a lot different back then. <laughs> yeah, it really were. <laughs> it was. It was certainly back different. You know, players like Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, and yeah. Yes, it, it, very interesting memories. Back in Norway, though, Canute, what would a typical match day be like for your supporters' club? So for those that obviously can't make the game, obviously, yeah, how would you guys go about it on a daily basis? Well, well that's the thing, you know. I, like I told you, uh, I think before you started recording, I'm I'm at a family farm, so I'm from the countryside, and obviously, when I grew up, I was I, I was the only fire Chelsea fan I knew about, so. Uh, for me, it would be, uh, you know, if it was on, I would watch it on TV. Uh, and if not, there was all this old school, you know, text TV. I don't know if you had it in England. <laughs> but it was certainly just text on the um, on the TV, you know. And if, if a game ended nil-nil, that was all you saw. That was the two teams, you know. But perhaps they would score and you would see. Uh... But that, that was back then. Um, as I've grown older, I've, I've moved to Oslo, you know, the capital. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because there's a... Um, there's, um, community there it's the Chelsea community and there's a pub we go to it's called uh, Bohemian the Bohem or something um, and um, uh, it's really nice you, you usually don't have to uh, make plans for anybody you usually will find somebody there that's that's for me in Oslo but I suppose around the country there's different uh, ways of doing it and uh, I suppose as a supporter leader I, I respect that you can be a, a Chelsea fan in different ways if you uh, watch Chelsea at, at your home at your own uh, uh, comfort. I mean, that's that's lovely. Uh, but I'm I'm very happy that I get I get to go to uh, to Bohemian and just meet up with people and having a drink, watching football and talking about everything football and everything not football. So it's uh, it's a nice nice day nice day out. And do you try and when it comes to when you go to the pub or you know when you meet up with your friends, you try and out sing certain people because i'm assuming there yeah. be certain opposition definitely because uh i don't know if this is a normal thing it, it doesn't work everywhere i know but this uh pub called bohemian it's uh it's a multi-team sports uh bar so uh there has been some pretty loud experiences when for, for instance it's chelsea tottenham and tottenham fans are singing and we are singing and obviously we tried to sing and uh yeah it's uh it's yeah, it's loud. <laughs> it's fun. Not been no um, fights or anything like that. that no, that's the, that's uh, the thing. I, I, yeah. I suppose there are aggression, but it's uh, it's usually sorted out because uh, people like being there and you wouldn't, <laughs> if you want to stay there and if you want to come back, you shouldn't. So, yeah, it's not that's that true. aggressive. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. And with your supporters club as well is it a case whereby you've got little stations across Norway or is it just one whole 
big group. So what I'm saying is, is that yeah, you, know, yeah. you have maybe like certain mini clubs. So if there's somebody that's from the north of the country that wants to come down and you know spend time with Chelsea supporters watching a game, would they have to travel all the way down, or could they have like little sort of other places that they can see with other Chelsea supporters? We try to have uh, different stations around the country. Obviously, it's um, it's, it's a big. Uh, Norway is quite long and you know you have places where there's just a few people and it'll be hard and you have to travel quite some time to find others but you know as I mentioned we have Oslo and there's we, we try to have people there's a city just outside of Oslo called Drummond which is uh, I know there's a very uh, dedicated group but obviously you have also different places in the country but the thing is uh, people are uh, sometimes uh, you know for instance, up in Tromsø, way up in the north. Of course, you know Tromsø. You're a Chelsea fan. You know Chelsea played there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but there you have uh, there you have uh, some students, and obviously they're they're not going to stay there forever. So, but they try to make uh, you know have a, a pub where they can gather and everything. And uh, so it, and then also with uh, with the modern day, we're not that uh, in, dependent on geography as well because we can do things through the internet obviously watching a football game on the internet isn't as quite as fun as doing it at a pub or live at the stadium but uh, th- that is also a solution so, so we try to uh, make something for the uh, the fans who are not necessarily uh, close to anywhere where they could go mm. unless they had to drive for a couple of hours you know so, but we have we have different places around the country, and we try to encourage uh, uh, the the local uh, different local stations. Um, I don't know how successful we are. We try to. Now, what type of contact has the supporters' club had from Chelsea in terms of improving the club itself in regards to advertising? And have you had any sort of perks to being part of? Chelsea Football Club as a supporters group? There has been this uh, every year, there's been this, since we've been platinum, there's been this um, I don't know, uh, caskets of different things. We have a few signed shirts and, and such and different things. Uh, but in terms of uh, communication, I wish there could be some a little bit better. One thing, for instance, which I know Chelsea fan likes to lose out to Arsenal uh, and I know the uh, the editor of the, the Arsenal post or whatever it's called and she they tell us that they have a uh, photo archive that they can use for the magazine, whereas Chelsea have nothing like that. So that is something I would like to improve. Uh, I think that's my my pet peeve, I guess. Uh, um, but I, I think there should be more communications, uh, communication between the sports club and uh, um, Chelsea and the sports club. Um, I don't. I don't think it's been. Obviously, we've been uh, emailing a little bit, but it doesn't. It's not quite. Uh, yeah, I would like some more direct contact. I, I, I have to admit, yeah. Do you think that perhaps could change because of the difference in ownership now? Do you think you know people might actually, as you say, start having more of a direct contact between the club and the supporters? Club? Well, I have been obviously like pretty much, uh, I suppose, quite a few other Chelsea fans when uh, Todd Bowley was. Uh, 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 one of the guys interested, I checked out most of them and told Bowley, I have to admit, he seems like the, the best choice, so I'm very happy we ended up with him. 
and in one of the quotes he said that uh, oh I don't kind of I don't know it exactly but he, pretty much he talks about putting the fan in the center so with that in in mind it seems like perhaps that is uh uh of interest to him uh and I I hope I hope Norway will be uh an interesting supporter club um for instance I I can give you one example um uh, Norwegians are crazy about English football. We have been since the 60s. And even though we are 160th, I think, of the US population, the Norwegian TV deal is bigger than the American one for the Premier League. So Norwegians are insane about, <laughs> uh, about, uh, about English football. And um, yeah, I, I digress. I don't know what I was going to talk about. Well, but... <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I, I completely agree because yeah. my numbers in Norway are pretty good. So yeah. <laughs> thank you very much to the Norwegian people. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really enjoy uh, enjoy uh, podcasts and everything Chelsea. So, yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> oh, we, we certainly will. In terms of the group now, if anybody who's listening to this uh, perhaps isn't part of the Norway Supporters Club. If they're interested in joining, how would they go about it? It's quite, it's quite easy. You just have to go to uh, the webpage. It's just chelsea.no. Um, and you will find a place called... Um, uh, let's see what it's called now. It's <laughs> join, pretty much, uh, um, in uh, Norwegian. Bli uh, Medlem, become a member. Uh, and there you can um, sign up. Um as I mentioned, we, we've made this new uh, membership register and uh, members of the last three years, we sent emails and text messages. So uh, if you have been the last three, three years but haven't been uh, subscribed yet for this season, you probably should check your junk folder or something. You should be there. But if not, it's very easy. Just uh, go to the web webpage, chelsea.no. Uh, become a member. And uh, yeah. I hope you will. And uh, if anyone has uh, wants to contribute or has any ideas, just let us know. We're we're here. Superb. Now, Canute, just before we do wrap up, it's been quite a hectic summer for Chelsea yeah. Football Club. I think that's <laughs> an understatement. Um, I've already given my views on it, sort of quite recently on a on a previous show, but. Just want to get your thoughts on what's happening at Chelsea at the moment. It seems we've got yeah. players that no other team wants. We've got players that <laughs> want to leave. And we can't attract big-name players like we did before. Tuchel seems to be pulling the rest of his hair out, in you know whether because of pre-season matches and the lack of signings. <laughs> what's your yeah. take on it? Well, obviously, Tuchel is a guy who uh, likes to exaggerate. Uh, he's, uh... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of passion there, and um, but I understand it because uh, obviously, uh, in defence, we need we should. I think we should get one more uh, centre back. That's that's what I would like. Uh, uh, earlier on in the, in the summer, we had this. Uh, uh, I don't know. It it seemed like we were signing three centre backs, and uh, everybody was scared that Levi Colwell was leaving. Uh, I think perhaps he's staying now, <laughs> as it is. Uh, so, so he might be a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, and you know, um, I think the team is quite competitive still because we have to remember that Pancho and Reese James only played six games in the league together last season, and um, if they are fit, 
we might be doing quite well. I think they're key to unlocking us uh, offensively, uh, considering we're playing with three at the back or five at the back with those two. Um, so obviously, I would like us to sign more players, but there was this one notion that somebody made, and that is that the new owners are quite new. Uh, and obviously, Todd Bowley, he's, uh, he's not completely inexperienced. He's been doing great stuff with the LA Dodgers and such, but he uh, he has no experience in you know English European football, so I perhaps there is a reason to think that we should not be too offensive in our transfer strategy until we have a director of football in place. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, there's no crisis, I believe. Uh, I would like us to see us more competitive than we were on the American tour because that was uh, not good. Uh, but um, but I think we will be, and uh, it'll be exciting to see on Friday against Udinese how how the team is because it's it's close now. It's uh, we're just about to start the season, so. Uh, but but we shouldn't rush anything, and and I think one of the good things it seems like we're in with Tuchel for the long run, which is a crazy thing to say as a Chelsea fan because <laughs> we've had a share of managers and quite a few we thought would be staying on, but. Uh, I, uh, I I would like us to see see us be a bit more patient, and I think with uh, staying with the same manager over time, we could have a more um, streamlined type of squad, and not just a mixture of uh, uh, the different managers through times choice choices. You know, but that being said, Tuchel has only bought what was it three players? It's uh, Lukaku and. Uh, the two new guys, uh, Kulabali and uh, Sterling. So, I mean, I hope he's supported, and I think it will be, uh, but I wouldn't stress it either. I think, uh, yes, we have quite a few players we're trying to uh, sell, which doesn't seem to catch any interest at all, as you said. And uh, by stressing new transfers in, we might just put ourselves in, even more in that position. Uh, because it seems every time we clear our place it's expensive or have a crazy salary or a, yeah whatever, we seem to buy a new one. So um, it's a curious case, but I, I would like us to see us uh, sign somebody. And obviously, when I was younger, I would follow, I would play football manager and I would know all the names and <laughs> stuff. And perhaps I could give you a few names now if I was still like that, but I'm not. Uh, the transfer flight I prefer are the ones like Cesar Aspeliqueta, which I had never heard about before he came to Chelsea and spent some time learning how to pronounce his name, you know, because I, th- I think the, uh, the scouts know what they're doing and they, they have a have idea. Uh, obviously, there's been some, some poor choices, but uh, I'd, I'd rather have the club take some extra time in finding addressing the right players than the big names, for instance. I've seen it's been linked to Ronaldo, which I think is just stupid. I really don't hope we do that. So, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Let, let's just hope, as you say, the scouts know what they're doing. Let's just hope Tuchel is able to make the decisions on who he wants, who mm-hmm. he wants to get rid of. And yeah, please don't sign Cristiano Ronaldo. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Um, <laughs> please don't. Uh, Canute, final question from me. And yeah. again, thanks for coming on to the show what does Chelsea Football Club mean to you and what are your predictions for the forthcoming season well yeah well thanks for having me on it's been lovely um, 
what does Chelsea mean to me? Well, I mean, uh, I'm spending most of my free time <laughs> doing this supporters club and the magazine. And we also have a Norwegian podcast called Blue Day, actually, mind you. Um, <laughs> but um, it hasn't been active for some time. We're trying to bring it back. Um, but anyway, I mean, Chelsea means the world to me. I mean, it's lovely. It's, uh, it's one of the things that's always there. And yes, Chelsea, I mean, it's never boring following Chelsea. It's ups and downs and... For every uh, big trophy, there's a new crisis around the corner. But yeah, I mean, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, my predictions for the season. Uh, it's been a bit of a mess this summer. But I think we'll, we'll get off to a good start. Uh, hopefully against uh, Frank Lampard's Everton, I hope. <laughs> they they, they don't, don't seem to be in a good way themselves. So yeah, I, I think we'll do all right. I don't think we'll, um, I don't think we'll close the gap on the two, uh, two teams that were ahead of us last season. Um, but I think if we're a bit more lucky in terms of uh, injuries, we were quite injury prone this season, uh, last season. Uh, I think if we can manage that a bit better, we will be doing well and we will definitely be challenging for some of the cups, hopefully, uh, the big one. Hopefully, yeah. that would be nice, wouldn't it? Another yeah. European Cup, but Canute, thank you very much for joining the show today. I appreciate it, and hopefully for the forthcoming season we'll be able to meet up and at, at the bridge for a nice pint and talk all things Chelsea and talk all things Tory Andre Flo as well. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That'll be superb. Canute, all the best and we'll speak soon. Bye bye. Podcast Network.